Hello, everybody, and welcome to Army of Crime, your favorite comic book-related podcast. My name is Matt. I am your first host. My other host, the second host, the equal host, is Dustin. Say hello to everyone, Dustin. Hello to everyone, Dustin. All right. So this episode, a little bit of a change of pace, I suppose. We're looking at probably the most recent thing that we've looked at in a long time, forever. Not sure. Uh, we are looking at uh, the graphic novel The Hard Tomorrow by Eleanor Davis. It's from 2019. Yeah. Um, Eleanor Davis, her career started, I think, fairly recently. I've read one other book of hers um, that was like a collection of short comics called, I think it was called How to Be Happy, that was uh, pretty enjoyable. Um, but this comic had a lot of uh, critical acclaim uh, the year it came out as uh, as put out by Drawn and Quarterly. And I had not read it before, and I believe you had not read it before either. I'll give the, give a quick summary of what The Heart Tomorrow is about. It's set in a, it's kind of like a near future now sort of uh, dystopian American situation. And the main character's are named John and Hannah, who are a couple who live in a truck and are currently trying to have a baby. And uh, Hannah works as a nurse for an old lady named Phyllis, and John is building them a house. And then it kind of gets into their friends and Hannah's like activist work in the city, and things sort of go from there. So, Matt, what did you think? of the comic book the hard tomorrow so i I did like it i mean i thought it was it was interesting it's like a slice of life like you said it kind of takes place in an alternate an alternate present maybe we would say slightly they're protesting this like use of chemical warfare is like one of the main plot points so it's kind of like you know it's a slightly alternate uh current take on the american political social situation yeah um it the art style is i mean the art is cool it's it's like uh this thing that i i suppose maybe indie indie comics ish are known for like the little bit of a cartoonish art style but with like a very serious subject matter uh but it is a cool art i mean it's very expressive it's all black and white um it's kind of a slim volume it's about 152 pages 150 ish pages yeah and the storyline as a parent i i kind of related to like they're trying to have a kid right um, so I don't know. I would actually be curious to hear your take on that, because I, I, I thought it was kind of interesting as someone who has kids. Right. Because yes. it's part, part of the main um, plot line is that is that they're trying to have a kid or that she wants to she wants to have a baby. In, so in I, a kinda, world I, I related that's quickly to that. going to heck in a handbasket, very mm-hmm. similar to our own world. Right. Right. This is why it's like the 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 near future that is also now or whatever, yeah. because it's like. Right, it, it's a fictional world, but it's, I mean, it's basically our world. Right. Yeah, but, you know, as someone who has kids, you know, I, I did relate to it. You know, I liked the characters. You start off, um, I mean, we won't go through all the stuff that happens, but they're, you know, they're going to, like, these protest movements, and you kind of see that everybody's kind of inner lives, right, and the way that their hopes and fears, frustrations, kind of play out in this thing that they're protesting, right, and the way that the activists kind of interact with each other. Um and her husband, is it a husband or a boyfriend? Her, her. I think it's a husband. Yeah, I think they're, 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 they are married, as I recall. 
Yeah, and he's supposed to like build this house for them, but he's kind of a stoner. Yeah, and the house building is not going very quickly, but yeah. And, and he's friends with like this weird survivalist guy. Yeah, and they're because they're kind of trying to do their own thing of like live off the grid and grow their own food. And he's friends with this guy named Tyler, who is sort of into that, but in like the hardcore creepy, like I own a hundred guns kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm all I'm all uh, sympathetic to that kind of idea, the idea of like kind of living, living less connected, you know, to the the Jeff Bezos money web, that in entraps us all. So you know, I, I I'm down with that. Um, you know, it's an interesting story. I don't know. Well, first of all, give me your take as someone who doesn't have kids, because I'm curious, and then we could talk a little bit kind of about the the trajectory it takes. I don't want to give out like spoilers, but I wouldn't say it's a real story heavy book either but what was your take is i'm curious somebody uh, that doesn't have kids yeah no i liked it a lot i thought it was really yeah. good you are correct that i don't have kids so maybe yeah. the struggle of having children or wanting to have children maybe didn't hit quite so personally but in general uh it, it grapples with this idea of the way that we live now if i can use such a cliche phrase and what how we should live looking into the future or as you might say, the hard tomorrow. Title kind of makes it sound like a film noir. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's literally about what's happening to the world and what are we going to do about it. And one of the characters, there's a part where Hannah and she has a friend named Gabby who they have a very close relationship that you, at first you wonder if it uh, there is some kind of like romantic subtext here, but then of course the romantic subtext becomes text as the story goes on they have an argument about whether a person should bring children into such a horribly screwed up world, which I feel like is a legit question for people to ask themselves. Because one thing that the story, I think, also shows really well is the way that people are connected to technology. And then as things kind of spiral out of control, the way, you know, that that technology also like continues to trap them, like, Mark Zuckerberg is mentioned several times as like a boogeyman sort of that they have to like be aware of. And then as things go on, it be kind of becomes, you know, you see how these various forms of technology sort of people rely on them, but then they also are used to like entrap people of sorts. But I enjoyed The Hard Tomorrow quite a bit. I think that Eleanor Davis is very good at this uh, cartooning thing, I would say. And she does something which I think is really great which is and i always admire in a good comic book which is the visuals sort of like um effortlessly adapt to the emotional beats of the story by which i mean like when you have a like a large there's a really this really like evocative splash page in the story or like there's even like a double splash page of this like protest march that's drawn in like a, a stricter like black and white and it has like these uh stark like silhouettes of like police moving in and like beating people and you get like the chaos of the crowd which i think is so that's like a more you know stark like very monochromatic view of like living inside a police state with like the cop beating on everyone like there's a great page it's page 78. I don't know if you have a copy on hand, but you have like the lights from like the street lights casting 
these like spotlights with like dark shadows and these like black uniformed cops like moving in to beat everyone with like these buildings in the background. And it's just a wonderfully evocative use of black and white. But then there are other parts like when Hannah's driving and she sees a woman with a baby and the baby is drawn and the woman and the baby are drawn in a very like warm, uh, more detailed kind of fashion that's, you know, not like that's clearly cut from the same cloth and from the same pen, but, you know, is is the visual is sort of hued to this different emotional register that fits the story. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. And I think there's a lot of interesting uh, things that are certainly relevant to real life that are kind of bouncing around in there because you talk about they have, you know, this question of wh whether people should have kids or not, you know, and I, I it's not a I have thought of this question, certainly. Right. Um, and, you know, like there was just a news story the other day about uh, the ocean being on fire. I think that was today. The ocean was on fire because of a, an oil well that exploded in Mexico or something. Yeah. I and, like, saw that. Yeah. So like you could make the same question about climate change and here. They're not really talking about climate change so much as the political situation. And, uh, you know, there's like you, like you mentioned, there's a thing with chemical weapons that they're concerned about. But it, it's a fair question. Um, I think the. The author is not saying you shouldn't have kids, right? Because that's the, no. the characters in it are are trying to have them. But you know, it's it's certainly something I've thought about myself. I mean, it's a I think it's a real question of, of like what, what are you trying to accomplish or like what's what's the motive, you know, for having for having kids? I suppose it's, I feel like it's a thing that not everybody like. There's probably a a plausible number of people that don't think about it all that much. It's like what Larry David says, where the world just needs more of you in it. Right, exactly. Because you're so great. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they raise this question too, a little bit of the, I think the efficacy of like these protest movements. Yeah. Because they, they do have these protest movements. Um, and I would not say that the, as we see in the story, they're particularly effective. And and sometimes they come across as kind of sort. I don't know what word we want to use. I don't, I'm not trying to say like annoying, but like naive. Maybe naive would be the word. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the people inside the movement that she interacts with. Well, the people, the protesters are clearly all have care very deeply about these issues and have their hearts yes. in the right place. Do the protests, you know, they measure the efficacy of their protests by what kind of like news coverage they get, yeah. which is not wrong because that's kind of what you want. The divide between what happens to them and what happens with the, in regards to their protest in the story and like the thing that they're trying to protest, it's a very stark divide. Yeah, because there is at first it, it kind of seems like with many protests that are we just like shouting into the void? Yeah, uh, it turns out that, in fact, the authorities are listening to their shouting into the void and there's like a very heavy handed response as it's not, you know, unexpected. The police and the government, their response to these kind of left-wing protests are almost always like heavy-handed. And that right. it, it right. comes in sort of as the story starts to turn, I think, into a little more of the alternate, uh, you know, alternate present situation. Because there's a situation, and this is, 
Well, what I was going to say, too, is that she does a great job of, like, shading nuance into these characters. Where right. Tyler, who's the character who's sort of like the survivalist conspiracy theory gun nut guy, has a bunch of cats and he's, like, really nice to them. So, and, like, there's a part in the beginning where Hannah interacts with a cop and the cop kind of defies her expectations by not being, like, fascist goon. But then, of course, she she later interacts with that cop again under very different circumstances. So it, it I think, does an interesting job of, like, shading nuance into these characters. And then this is, I guess, the one thing that might be considered a spoiler, but the crazy survivalist character is talking about, like, drones and, like, oh, the drones are watching us. You got to be careful. And the other, and the other character... Um, John is like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then, like, a drone apparently uh, just, like, kills him on the spot. I feel like it's something. a little ambiguous what happens. It is a little ambiguous what happens, but it's it's interesting because there's, like, a turn in the story where the police are, like, cracking down on them, on the protesters, like, really harshly. And then it actually seems like this guy's conspiracy theories are perhaps true, question mark, yeah. about, yeah. like, and so it kind of, like, plunges you into even, like, further into the you know, modern American dystopia. Yeah, right. The the age-old question of, like, there's something awful happening in the world. What are you going to do about it? And the answer is, I guess, the realistic answer is there's not always a lot you can, like, directly do about it. You can do what you can about it, and I guess history and wider social societal effects decide what the end result is. You know, because we saw with uh, this is just, you know, recently the the 2020 protests against like police brutality and stuff. You don't know if it's going to be this giant thing where police stations are burning down or, or not when it starts. Right. And like the people in this story don't know where it's going when it starts. They're just they're just making making their attempt. They're just, you know, they're putting themselves out there. Yeah. And they are like peaceful protesters. And it does show some more like violent protesters. But oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, the, the more violent protesters are like, what kind of limp-wristed liberal nonsense is this? But it doesn't actually show them as really being right or wrong either because yeah, are their forms of protest better or are they, like, more effective in any way? It's kind of hard to say. Probably not. I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And I, it, it does make you think. Did it make you want to have some kids? Uh, not really. Yeah. One thing it does get right is that you should never go on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, Reddit features in the story about the the wacky conspiracy theory character. It shows his web browser, and I believe there's Reddit, and then there's, like, the incel site, A Voice for Men, and then there's a site for, like, buying ammo. Yeah, I think that should be the takeaway of this comic, really, is never never go on Reddit. I mean, should we say what just happens at the end? Because I feel like a lot, lot, lot of this is uh, how she kind of sticks the ending. So if you don't want to know how it ends, you can just like skip ahead a couple minutes. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I'm not sure it's like real. It's not like I said, it's not really like story heavy. So I don't really feel like it's fair to be like, oh, this is a spoiler. Like, you know, somebody comes back to life at the end or whatever. But um, if you're I, like really extremely spoiler phobic, you can. Yeah, but I did think the ending is cool. So the ending, yeah, the ending is, is great. She like really crushes the ending. The ending is after all this other stuff has happened, uh, then they do. She does become pregnant, and then the end they they have a baby, and the last like three pages are just like pictures of a baby. Yeah, they're like double splash pages of just this adorable uh, newborn baby. Yeah, which I feel like is the answer to the question of like, she's asking this question: Should you have kids, even though the world is hopelessly screwed up? And I guess the answer 
is yes, you should, because kids are adorable. Because kids are like wonderful and beautiful creatures. And, and you can and I suppose what we're what we're trying to say is that you can you can make you know them better than some of the people walking around. Help them become better people, I suppose, than some of the people walking around. You know, like, the characters are fundamentally trying to build something, I guess. Right. Literally and lit metaphorically. Right. Literally, they're trying to build this house, but they're also, you know, they want to have a kid or whatever. And, you know, they're trying to build like a better a better world, a better life for themselves uh, in, inside the the crap sack world of of their of the comic, which is basically our world, which I guess is the most you can do. Yeah. In most situations is send, you know, go into the future with perhaps better a beautiful your beautiful wonderful baby that can maybe grow up and make the world a slightly better place yeah it's a long game yeah it is a long game and it's kind of it's not a satisfying answer of just you know burning down the police station and raising the flag over washington yeah. dc or whatever but it's it, it i think it's a solid answer and I, I think that ending delivers it by just having like literally multiple slap, splash pages of a baby yeah, it's a, it's like, a yeah, wonderful maybe. like comic book thing that you can't really do in any other medium because like in a book, could you write in prose? There's like eight a baby. pages description of a baby. Right, and in a but, movie too, like holding a shot doesn't give the same significance to, you know, because in this last section, she finds out she's pregnant. And then you have these pages that are like, each page is split into two large panels without words, just depicting nature. And then it shows them like the road in the hospital and them in the hospital. That's another split pages. And then you get four double, wait, five double splash pages of just a baby like opening its eyes and looking around, which, you know, by devoting like double splash pages, I think what makes the ending so powerful is that by devoting like double splash pages, you can tell, you know, she really weights these images with a, with an importance that yeah. I think really lands the like an emotional weight to the to the to the ending of this comic. Right, and that's as you said something that you can. It's a it's a, it's a specific uh, technique. I would say for uh, sequential art, yeah, comic books, and and certainly. Um, you know, she's showing that she she can effectively use that. It's like a very it's a very skillful ending, a very right. skillful way of conveying that message. Because often when you think of like a double splash page, or at least I, you would think of like an action comic book, like a Jack Kirby kind of thing, where it's like a, a bravura action sequence. But she uses it in sort of the opposite emotional register to like portray the importance of a small moment right because normally a splash page too i think it's fair to say uh is more commonly of something big yeah like a cityscape or something large uh, and here's essentially like a close-up right like a, like a zoom in so matthew any other thoughts on eleanor davis's the hard tomorrow it sounds like we're both kind of uh, in agreement that this comic book is very good. Yeah, it is very good, and it's something you could very solidly recommend to pretty much anybody. I mean, it's a quick read. To it's even normals. To even, to even to normals who go outside regularly 
and don't own storage units of, you know, antique Star Trek action figures or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I actually bought a, a copy uh, just because I, I thought my wife would get a kick out of it. Has she so, read it yet? She hasn't read it yet. It's, it's sitting nearby. Well, maybe you can report back. Or maybe we can have her on a future episode. As an update, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I would I would recommend. No, and I won't mention that the other Eleanor Davis comic book I read is, no surprise, also quite good. It was a short story collection called How to Be Happy. Certainly, if you're a person who is getting into her or by reading this or have read any of her other stuff, it's certainly worth checking out. I just looked her up on Wikipedia. It says she was raised in Tucson by comic enthusiast parents who exposed her to stories like Little Lulu, Crazy Cat, Little Nemo, and the Kinder Kids. See, that's what happens when you have people who grow up making comic books who aren't hopeless morons reading X-Men comic books like us. Like Crazy Cat there, that's how you get some good influence on your art. Right, that's how you get the big brain stuff going on. Yeah. So, anywho, The Heart Tomorrow by Eleanor Davis, it's great. Yeah, two thumbs up. That's our show. Check us out, armyofcrime.com. I'm on Twitter at armyofcrime. Dustin's on Twitter at Dustin4444. At Dustin4444. Yeah. Yeah, uh, drop us some five stars. Uh, like and subscribe, as they say on YouTube. You gotta smash that subscribe button. Yeah, as the YouTube personalities would say. Get um, a hammer and a chisel on your phone and smash it in. Exactly. Until next time, you know, and this is actually more relevant than ever, stay alive out there. fact that i started watching the ducktales cartoon with my son is that does that connect to this in any way the new one or the old one the new one okay i've watched some of that it's not a bad cartoon yeah I, donald got a couple laughs out of me you know i like donald because he's really angry because the world is always oppressing him yeah he's the eternally put upon every man right every duck if you will